Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, your go-to resource for child care center owners and directors seeking success at their centers. Each week we dive into the world of child care management, sharing valuable tips, tools, resources, and strategies to help you build enrollment, retain top teachers, and streamline your operations. With a casual and lighthearted approach, we tackle the challenges you face from staffing and enrollment to business skills and time management. Join us as we unlock the secrets to creating a thriving childcare center. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together. This is the Directors Club Podcast. Hey there, it's Noelle. How we doing today? I am back at recording a couple of podcasts today. And I was picking which ones I had already written some. And so I was reading which ones I had. And lately, I have been hearing a lot about issues with culture and issues with teachers being on their phones. So I thought I would talk about addressing common challenges as you lead your childcare centers. Because when we run a center, it can be a very rewarding endeavor. But it comes with a fair share of challenges as, as a director, especially when it comes to managing your team. So as an early education consultant and fellow childcare center owner, you and I both understand that maintaining a positive and professional work environment is crucial for children's engagement and development, as well as employee retention. So I'm going to explore three problems that I know that you have in your center or have had or might have, such as gossip, respect, and phone use, while keeping the focus firmly on what's the right thing to do in childcare high-quality early education classrooms. So let's dig into gossip first. Who hasn't dealt with this? Gossip can be a toxic environment at the workplace, and childcare is no exception. It can lead to a negative atmosphere and affect morale. So how can you address it if you have a problem with gossiping? So one, set clear expectations. Ensure that your center has a well-defined code of conduct that discourages gossip and promotes respect and communication. How do you do that? If you don't already have a gossip policy or a code of conduct policy in your handbook, draft one up. You can head over to my store. Actually, I have Chat AI. I teach a course in that. You could grab that course and figure out a cool way to develop your code of contact program. I put in things like we, why we discourage it, that we don't like it, that if you have a problem, how to go about solving it. And I think that has helped in certain environments. I also believe that some people just like to gossip. And so sometimes we're just going to be faced with it. And again, to hit it head on, make sure you have a well-defined code of conduct. So what I would do is I would, if you don't have one, or if you do have one, maybe update it if you need to and head to your next staff meeting and redistribute the code of conduct to everybody and talk about it. And then go around the room and ask everybody, what's important to you, how you want to be treated as an employee? And listen to what everybody says. And maybe even take a few notes, a few key words. Ask people for a key word. Like, what's important to you in a work environment? And I could say positive environment. And then write all those words together and post all the words together as a team so that you guys can remember your conversation. You can hang it in a staff room or in your office or a common area by the time clock, wherever you think is a good place to put something like that. 
The second thing you can do is encourage open dialogue. So create a culture where your staff members feel comfortable discussing their concerns directly with one another or with you. You can encourage them to address issues rather than talking behind each other's backs. Another great thing you can do is at a staff meeting, you could teach like for five or 10 minutes ways to go about addressing issues with each other. So sometimes somebody might want to address something, but they lack the confidence, their anxiety gets in the way, or they don't have the words. Like they haven't been taught as a child and now they're a young adult how to address a problem in an open dialogue without it being a fight, right? So can you role play some things in a staff meeting where you're teaching your teachers how to have these conversations? Also, you can encourage them to come and talk to you about these issues like, oh, I'm having an issue with this person. And then you can help them develop a plan to address it on their own. The third thing, and I have already hit upon it a few times because I think they're super important, regular staff meetings. So conduct regular staff meetings where you discuss issues openly, providing a platform for your team to address concerns, share ideas, and collaborate. I do not think a staff meeting is a great idea for one-on-one issues or if two classrooms are having issues against one another. I think that that's not a great idea because that turns into a nightmare when people are calling each other out. I don't like staff meetings to really talk that personal stuff back to the team. And then the fourth thing and final is conflict resolution. So offer conflict resolution training to your team like we talked about. You equip them with these skills. And if they can't do it on their own or they've attempted to and it backfired, consider calling both of the people in the office and having an open discussion where you're facilitating a a very healthy conversation that they can solve the problem. If you just have one person that's in the environment that's just like nitpicking everything, I'd call them out on it personally. I'd call them into my office and say, you know what, Noel? I keep hearing your name come up when complaining about this, or I'm actually thinking right now as I'm saying this to you. I had an employee that, she's like really positive, but late all the time. And we've been addressing it with her and they've been working on it. And so she's on a really good pattern, but then got back into her old habit. And she came in one day and like obviously ran right to her classroom. But because she didn't get there on time, the float that was supposed to move on didn't get to their spot. So the director called the classroom to find her, the girl that was gossiping, but the float. And when she, the girl answered the phone and she said, oh, she already left and went to the next room. And she was, and so then that was it. The director didn't say anything to her. Like in the moment, she was going to talk to her later, which she did. But she, the girl hung up the phone and they're in the, you can hear it in the hallways. She's sitting there talking about, oh, I can't believe she's calling me. Like, why does she have to check up on me? Why does she need to know if I'm here? And it's, that's her anxiety, knowing that she was late and projecting about the director. But also like just, she was in this pattern of going into the next room and complaining about something in the next room. So those are the type of people that you call in and call them out on it and not be afraid to call them out on it. Just say, you know what? I keep hearing your name. It devalues you when you gossip like that. You look bad when you gossip like that. Nobody wants to hear that stuff. We all want to work in a positive environment. Nobody wants to listen to you complaining that the director is checking to see if you're here because you're late all the time. Come on. So really don't be afraid to 
call those people out and have the conversations. And you know what? Learn my lesson years ago. Don't keep working on them because they're just not going to change. Some of them are not going to change. So if they don't change, start interviewing for their replacement. All right, the second thing I hear is fostering a culture of mutual respect, which goes along along with the gossip. So respect is the foundation of a great work environment. And to ensure everyone feels respected amongst your team, you could consider a few things. Lead by example. Demonstrate respect in your interactions with staff members and encourage them to do the same because your behavior sets the tone. I can think of several centers that I've worked with in the past where they were struggling with this culture and it was negative and everyone talked about each other behind their back and it wasn't a positive environment at all. And the, I watched the director would walk in a room and someone would say to her, oh, I tried telling the float to do A and B and she wouldn't do it. And then the director's response is, oh, I know, she never listens. That's not a response. We want to lead by example. Oh, I hear you're having a problem with the float. You know what? At rest time, I'm going to come in and talk to you about it. And then you guys are going to develop like how you're going to support the float in getting along with whatever plans she has to do. The second thing in this fostering a culture of mutual respect is training and professional development. So provide ongoing training on the importance of a respectful work environment. This can include workshops on effective communication or diversity awareness. There's so many different things you can do. In the show notes, there is a link to my teachers, the Teacher's Lounge podcast, and there are several podcasts in there on, on professionalism in the workplace and gossip. When I just said that to you, it made me think of that podcast. So you should go to that Teacher's Lounge um, podcast um, in the link in the show notes. And, I, and you could share a podcast with your team. There's definitely one like way in the beginning about professionalism. And you can take that podcast and you can send it out to your team, have everybody listen to it, and ask everyone to come back with two things that they can implement in their current role to add to a positive and mutual respectful environment at yourself. The next thing is conflict mediation. Again, talking about that. If respect is an issue, then be prepared to mediate it. People should be able to say to one another, I don't being spoken to like that. I like maybe they feel devalued or maybe they, they don't feel like it's just I can think of several people throughout the, my time leading teams where they've come and they've been like, oh, I just don't feel like they respect me or I feel this. And when you sat both of the people down, you found out that the other person didn't really mean how they were talking. They didn't pay attention to their tone. And so sometimes somebody just needs to be reminded or made more aware of how their tone and interactions affect others and just always mediate everything. Because when we ignore things and don't address things, my, the worst thing I hate about addressing things is when you have an issue with this and you show up at the staff meeting and it's on your agenda and you're like, we need to have a respectful work environment. And it feels like A, B, and C. When the entire center is on the same page as you except one or two people. So call the, the people out in private instead of just like generalizing policies. I also think if we go back to, we talked about code of conduct for the gossip, you should put in the positive work environment as well. All right, feedback and recognition. 
when we're talking about fostering a culture of mutual respect, because we can regularly recognize and appreciate our staff's hard work and dedication. That always makes people feel valued. We just launched this new Achieve program about five months ago, and it comes with awards and recognizing people, and it has created a lot of buzz inside the center. And I think people feel valued when all of a sudden they walk into work and there's a big bulletin board hanging there, and it says, has a special note about recognizing something you did. So imagine starting off your day like that. Think about that. All right, so we're going to dig into the last of the three problems. Not that we imagine if we only had three problems, <laughs> that would be something good. Balancing technology and engagement. So, in the age of smartphones, managing phone use at work can be challenging. And so, while technology can be a valuable tool, it should not interfere with children's engagement. Here's how to strike the balance right. Number one, create the phone policy, whatever you want the phone policy to be. So establish a clear policy regarding phone use during work hours. Define when and where phone use is acceptable, such as during breaks or emergencies, and when it's not, such as actively engaging with the children all day. What you should do is you should either write a policy, update the one you have, or just show up at your next staff meeting, and this is on the agenda, and talk through it. I also want you to talk through ways that how it can affect them. There's so many different things out there. If they're not watching a child, a child can get hurt because they're on their phone. What if the parent decides they're going to sue you and then look at phone usage and now the teacher's liable because they weren't being safe? And then the company's liable because the teacher wasn't safe. There's so many different things that can affect. And uh, think of also professionalism. You know, what parent wants to walk by when you are on the phone. They're going to think, oh, is my, are you on the phone all day watching my child? Are they safe? All the things. So consider adding that to your phone policy plan as well. And um, talking about professionalism with the phone usage. No one wants to see that. My daughter, when she went to elementary school, Facebook came out around part of the time, I think early in her elementary years. And I remember seeing teachers post stuff, and I was thinking to myself, are you seriously posting while you're teaching my child? So you want to present yourself as very professional. And this is why we're going to go right into number three, which is lead by example. So as a leader, we must demonstrate phone usage as well. So staff members are more likely to follow the guidelines if we're adhering to them too. And I know that some of us use our phones for whatever, social media, posting, checking emails to make it quicker if we're in the middle of something and not at our desk, responding to people. So I get that. So even you can talk about that, not that we have to justify what we do all the time, but saying to them, I monitor my phone usage too. I'm using my phone to get us on Facebook to find text people to come in for interviews. I'm not on my phone for personal reasons during the day. And then lastly, is regular check-in. So have a periodic check-in with your team and discuss the phone policy. What's, why do they need to keep pulling it out? What are they using it for? Maybe they're like, they're using it for something and you don't know about that. So have that regular check-in with your team and just find out what they're using it for, why they even need the phone during the day and ensure that they are adhering to all the policies. All right, so we've just talked about staff issues, gossip, respect, and phone usage, which is all essential in maintaining a positive and productive work environment at our centers. 
And when we set clear expectations, because as each time I talked about one of these key issues, I said to you, you should have a policy on it. So make sure you have a policy on all the problem areas that you have. Promote open communication when you disperse the policy or remind them of the policy. Make sure that you're having open conversations and that they can contribute to their feedback to it because this fosters mutual respect and really creates a balanced approach to all the policies that you have where people are more likely to follow the policy when they feel like they've been heard or they understand sometimes the why. And I think that's super important when we are um, creating a respectful environment. So remember, a well-supported and motivated team ultimately leads to happier children, satisfied parents, and long-term teacher retention. So if, again, I'll just end with head to the show notes because I do have the link to the podcast about professionalism and gossip and all that stuff. And I think those would be super helpful for you to share with your team, have them listen to it before your next staff meeting, and then come with two things they can how they can implement what they heard on the podcast into your environment to make your work environment positive and productive and everyone feel um, respected, which is so important. So I want to thank you for listening today. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Have an awesome day. Bye, everybody. We hope you found tips, tools, and strategies valuable for your child care center. To access even more resources and take your center to new heights, visit our website at thedirectorsclub.net. There you'll find a wealth of exclusive content, training programs, and support tailored specifically to child care center owners and directors. Don't miss out on this opportunity to unlock your center's full potential. Remember, success starts here at the Director's Club.